0: Today on Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach.
1: Well, that's all he asks. Do the best you can, but include him. Include him in the process. Just ask him. God, please guide me. I I know I can I'm really capable of messing this up. So please lead me and then trust that he will. Don't wait for an audible voice. Don't go to New York. That's probably not gonna happen. Maybe it will, but probably
0: not. But he will lead you if you ask him to and you really want to be led. God will lead us, but perhaps we need to ask ourselves, do I really want to be led? In today's message, Pastor Robert reminds us that God desires to lead us, but he also wants us to ask him. All he asks is that we do our best and include him in the process. It's out of our relationship with him that he'll lead us. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you, our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. But first, here's Pastor Robert in the book of James chapter 4, verse 17 with today's study. I had a guy really get upset with me about this. 20 years ago,
1: because I was just trying to help him to understand, listen, I know you hear from the Lord. I know God speaks to you. But I also know that you don't hear perfectly from God. You're still human. Just be open to the possibility that you misheard or that you've misunderstood. Hold it loosely. Hold your plans with open hands. Time after time, the Lord has redirected me. You know, he's altered my course slightly. We have to remain open. The third point is concerning sinful omission. And he's linking it here to this, this issue of presumption, you know, and you know, the fact that life is short. Therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. But he's saying it in the context of being surrendered to God's perfect plan. You know, instead of dictating to God, hear from God and allow him to lead. If you presume to plot your own course and make your own plan without keeping that plan contingent upon God's will, it's sin. If you know that you need to submit things to the Lord and you don't do it, then that's sin. You're off course already before you even get started. On the other hand, if you simply say, okay, Lord, I think this is what you want. If it's not, I need you to show me I'm doing the best I can here but I want you to lead me, I want you to be in charge. You know? If you just do that, just submit it to him, just acknowledge that you don't know tomorrow. He's not saying you can't make a plan. You think you're supposed to go to New York and start a business? Tell him, God, you know, I, I really think this is an opportunity that you want me to follow through on. If I'm wrong, I need you to show me. And then his, in, he's talking about not so much the words that you speak as the attitude of your heart. You see that? Don't start going around rebuking one another when you hear somebody say, yeah, we're going on vacation to California next week. No, no, no. If God is willing, you're going. We should understand, right? We should understand. I heard a guy teach on this a couple of weeks ago. You know how sometimes people will say, you know, all glory to the Lord, all glory to the Lord. And he's like, did you think we were giving you credit? We know it's not you. We know it's God doing a work in you. It's kind of, but just take the compliment. You're cooperating with God in the process that's we're just commending the fact that you're cooperating with the Lord we we're giving glory to Jesus for what he's doing in your life you don't have to you know be all self-righteous and all no no not it's not me it's not me we know it's not you we know Jesus is the one doing the work just take the compliment thank you brother you know we need to understand as a family and we need to all be on the same page and not be nitpicking each other, but in our hearts, in our hearts, we need to be sure that, that we're living in submission to the will of our Father, that we're seeking Him day by day, that we're acknowledging to Him that I'm not 100% certain I'm doing this. You know, Before I came here this morning, I bumped into a guy that I hadn't seen in years and years and years, and he was sharing with me that they're in that, in that place, that nervous place of choosing which college you know for their daughter she was accepted into several good schools and they're you know like most of us you know just living paycheck to paycheck you know they're not wealthy people and and he said you know we're looking at this and she was accepted into a really really good school and but financially it really scares us and we're having to decide you know do we what do we do here you know go with the cheap school or go with the better school and trust the Lord to provide. And, you know, we're, and and this is what we're thinking. This is the choice we're making. Do you see what I'm saying? You know, we're just making the best decision that we know how to make. We're doing the best we can. Well, that's all he asks. Do the best you can, but include him. Include him in the process. Just ask him. God, please guide me. I, I know I can, I'm really capable of messing this up. So please Lead me, and then trust that he will. Don't wait for an audible voice. Don't go to New York. That's probably not gonna happen. Maybe it will, but probably not. But he will lead you if you ask him to and you really want to be led. What I usually hear is, you know, Pastor, would you pray for me? I really need this to work out. I understand the heart behind that, but what if it's not God's best for you? What if that working out proves to be a curse in your life? What if it's not everything you think it's going to be? We don't know tomorrow. We don't know these things. So we need God's best. We need God's perfect plan in our lives. You know, I was thinking about this. You know, this is when he says to us, this is sin. If you know what to do and you don't do it, it's sin. Does that mean that if you know what to do and you don't do it, that you're going to go to hell? No, that's not what he's saying. It's not what he's saying. If you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus and he has put his spirit inside you, the fact that you've made a mistake, the fact that you knew you should have done that and you didn't do it and that was sin before God, it just means there are going to be negative consequences now for you to deal with. For example, let's say you know you have a problem with the battery in your car and you know you need to deal with it. Maybe a better one, your brakes. Knew I should have had those brakes fixed. But I didn't do it. I put it off, I waited. So instead of costing a couple hundred dollars, it ended up costing like $600 because I needed new rotors and all these other things. And if I had, the first time I heard a little noise, if I had just gotten the brakes fixed, I could have saved myself a ton of money. Do you understand? In the same way, what he's telling us here is that if you know what to do and you don't do it, You're gonna miss out on part of the adventure that he had planned for you. He's got good stuff planned. And so often we mess ourselves up. Either because we act in a way, you know, presumptuously, calling it faith, but we're running ahead of God and we're doing things that he didn't lead us to do. We're just doing stuff and then asking him to bless things that he can't bless because it's not what he intended and it's just gonna cause problems. You're gonna reap consequences. Or you know what you should do and you don't do it and there again, same kind of thing. And you end up missing out on the things that God has planned. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. He has good works already prepared for us, good stuff. But we have to trust him and live according to his plan if we want to experience the adventure that he has prepared. We just celebrated the gruesome death of the Lord Jesus. Celebrated the gruesome death of Christ, why? Well, because that willing sacrifice brought more life and victory than we will ever grasp on this side of the curtain. A servant is not above his master. You know, he asked for the cup of suffering to be taken from him if if there's any other way. Father, if there's any other way. So it's natural and acceptable for us to to ask the same thing sometimes, you know? Oh, God. this But then Jesus, having prayed that prayer, got up and faced his fears. Do you hear what I just said? Father, please, if there's any other way, but not my will. The Bible says he sweat drops of blood. He agonized over it. And then what did he do? He got up and he went out and he obeyed. He faced it head on. The betrayal, the humiliation, the torture. Faced it head on. He faced it in spite of his fear, in spite of his his agony. And the Bible is clear. He endured those things. What are you afraid of? Is the Lord kind of tugging at your heart about obedience in a certain area, or trusting Him in a certain areas, or something that you're holding on to or holding back? If so, you need to just admit it to Him and then obey Him, trust Him. What's the alternative to that? Willful disobedience. That's a lot more dangerous than anything that He would ever ask of you. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Spend it wisely. Only he can tell you how. And wherever he leads you, whatever he guides you into, he will give you the grace for it. He'll strengthen you in it. He'll give you victory. First Corinthians 15, 57, and I'll close with this. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.
0: That's all the time we have for today here on Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Pastor Robert will continue sharing these insights from the book of James the next time you join us. You know, the name of our broadcast is our heart's desire to keep the main thing, the main thing. Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply his word. We here at Main Thing Radio have a strong desire to see God's people discipled on a daily basis. And so we'd like to offer you a free copy of today's broadcast. Log on to MainThingRadio.com. That's MainThingRadio.com. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. And we also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting MainThing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire book of James a secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at www.mainthingradio.com or send an email to questions at calvarymiamibeach.org. That's questions at calvarymiamibeach.org. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the book of James and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio.